And now, here's your host, Milo Beasley. And welcome to another brand new episode of This Week in Disney History. I am your host, Milo Beasley, coming to you live from the Milo Beasley studio, located 20 miles due east of Cinderella's Castle at the Walt Disney World Resort. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode, one of my favorite episodes of This Week in Disney History. And uh, it's going to be pretty difficult to top but I think we can do it. I think there's some pretty cool things going on this week. Uh, some movie premieres, some career starts, some career endings, some birthdays. So why don't we go ahead and kick things off this week in Disney history, starting with March 7th. Speaking of birthdays, happy birthday, 1942, March 7th, 1942, Michael Eisner, former CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Perhaps, spoilers ahead, we will talk more about Michael Eisner later on in this episode of This Week in Disney History. Uh, March 7th, 2008, Disney legend Bob Gurr receives a window on Disneyland's Main Street, USA. This is a huge deal. Um, uh, if you've been to Disney World or Disneyland, you'll see names on uh, the windows and those signify very important people in the Walt Disney World Company's history. I'm expecting mine any day now, but uh, no, no, seriously, uh, Bob, uh, he's, he's an absolute Disney legend. Um, he is responsible for uh, the creation of the Autopia vehicles, uh, Main Street vehicles, and uh, a little a little thing called the monorail monorail. Uh, that was my favorite episode of the Simpsons, but yeah. So, um, uh, 2008 Bob Gurr receives his window at Disneyland's main street, USA. Speaking of Disneyland, or at least California, March 7th, 2016, possibly my favorite attraction at Disney's California adventure, Luigi's rollicking roasters, <laughs> roadsters, not roasters. That would be something completely different. Um, Luigi's rollicking roadsters debuts in uh, cars land at Disney's California adventure. It looks like a little kitty ride, but, um, Man, it's so much fun. You go in, it's uh, the, the the premise of the attraction is um, there's a, a wedding going on. I believe it's a wedding. You know what? It just may be a party, but you know, Luigi, he's uh, he's Italian and those Italians know how to throw a party. I'm pretty sure it's a wedding, right? Um, if it's not, it is now. Uh, so, <laughs> and they are, and the the cars are going to dance at the wedding party. I'm going to say wedding party. I, gosh, man, I know it's a wedding, but part of me says, uh, I think that's uh, that's wrong. So I could have done a little bit more research to make sure that I knew what I was talking about, but it's a party. And uh, so you're going to be in the cars and you are dancing and it looks hokey. It looks cheesy, but man, is it so much fun? So yes, this week, five years ago, happy fifth anniversary, Luigi's Rollickin' Roadsters. Moving on to March 8th, March 8th, 1928. 
is the day that the Disney studio completes the last Oswald Lucky Rabbit cartoon produced by Walt Disney. It's a little cartoon titled Sky. It says Scrappers. Is that right? Is that Scrapers? But it's it's written out Scrappers. So I'm going to. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Scrappers. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, it is the last Oswald cartoon. Last week we talked about the last Oswald cartoon before Walt Disney created Mickey. Um, so, uh, we may touch upon that, um, uh, later, later, actually, wait, uh, yeah, I think we're going to, we're going to talk about that later on. So we'll just save that. Um, I had to look at my notes, man. I, you know, sometimes I forget things, but yeah, so this is the last Walt Disney produced Oswald, the lucky rabbit before he lost copyrights, uh, to Charles Mintz, not Charles Muntz. We talked about that last week, but yes, Charles Mintz. All right. March 8th, 1946. It's a goofy cartoon titled a night for a day. And if you've listened to the Milo Beasley show or this week in Disney history, you will know that there are sometimes things that uh, I pick up in this week in Disney history that have no historical significance, but I love talking about them. And this is one of those things in Goofy's cartoon, a night for a day, Goofy has to fill in for a night uh, who, who's practicing for a, a big joust, a big competition and uh, falls injured and Goofy has to fill in for sore, for sir. Oh, I can't even say I'm already like, I'm already butchering the name. <laughs> the knight's name is Sir Lorne Steak. Yes, that's right. He has to fill in for Sir Loin Steak. Um, so this was supposed to be a, a huge, huge battle between Sir Loin Steak and Sir Comference. I am not making this up. What? Such good names. And again, no historical significance whatsoever. But man, the names just have to be. It just, I just had them pointed out, man. It's fantastic. Fantastic writing. So congratulations to Sir Goofy. Uh, March 8th, 1983. Actor Ronald Reagan visits the Epcot Center uh, along with former ABC president Dick Nunes. Wait, I have it in my notes that apparently Ronald Reagan also did something else with the presidency as well as Dick Nunes was the Walt Disney World president at the time. Um, we will next, you know what, next time I'll get some more confirmation on this actor, Ronald Reagan, and, uh, and why he was at the Epcot Center. Uh, March 8th, 1980s, man, it never gets old, right? It's just one long back to the future. Anytime, anytime Ronald Reagan gets mentioned. Anyways, uh, March 8th, 1986. <laughs> Inside jokes are just never going to get old. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and Alice's Tea Party attractions both open at Tokyo Disneyland. I absolutely, I loved, I loved Pirates in Tokyo. I did not do Alice's Tea Party. Not a fan of, um, of you know, the spitties. 
and stuff like that. So, uh, but I, I, I was there, I've seen it. I've taken uh, pictures of it, <laughs> um, but uh, I did ride pirates and I absolutely do love pirates. It's not my favorite pirates. That one belongs to Paris, but um, it's up there. It's up there. It's a, I mean, it's a, uh, it's different, but the same, like, you know, um, it's a, dream that you have where you're like things are the same but they're not the same so that's that's how i'll liken it i i suppose uh march 8th 1999 doug live officially debuts at the abc theater in mgm studios and actually i have to preface this as disney's doug live is um the name of the show was disney's doug as opposed to doug which was just the Nickelodeon show. So this is Disney's Doug Live, a stage show uh, at MGM Studios. This was before my time. I would have absolutely loved to see Doug Live. There were Doug characters at MGM Studios again before my time. Uh, I love Doug. I loved. I love that show. So um, Patty Mayonnaise. I uh, would have. Uh, so I, obviously those characters are never coming back. But. Um, Man, it would be it would be really cool. It'd be cool to see the show. Uh, uh, maybe I have to look on the on the YouTube's for it. Although I don't know if I mean people didn't really, I mean, smuggle cameras into. I mean, cameras weren't able, easily able to be smuggled into places like that, right? Uh, March eighth, two thousand and nine, the inaugural Princess Half Marathon. Uh, you guys know I love to talk about run Disney. I've done a couple princess half marathons over the years, uh, two or three, maybe I think three. Yeah. Three, but this was the inaugural race. Uh, the winner winning in one hour, 18 minutes in 18 seconds. Some, yeah, they, they ran 13.1 miles, 13 miles in 78 minutes. Um, yeah, I'm getting no, i uh, my best, my best time is two hours and 18 minutes. This person ran an hour, we're at 13, 13 miles an hour faster than me. So, uh, I don't think I'm going to be winning any, uh, any half marathons anytime soon. Uh, moving on March 8th, 2013. The Great and Powerful Oz is released in theaters. Did not see it. We probably fast forward like a week and then we'll be like, Great and Powerful Oz, no longer seen in theaters. Uh, but a movie that people did see in abundance, same day, but six years later, 2019, Captain Marvel officially released in theaters everywhere okay so let's talk about captain marvel and captain marvel 2 if you saw one okay now i'm kidding i would never do that i would never talk spoilers uh on a show like that um unless i was like hey this show is about wandavision but it's not it's about this week in disney history and captain marvel but yes all signs on wandavision do point to captain marvel 2 um so that should be that should be exciting i'm a huge fan of the mcu universe so uh Captain, let's see, Captain Marvel, I did see, did I, I see it in theaters? I can't remember if I saw Captain Marvel in theaters or on a Disney cruise. 
Hmm. <laughs> Should have went back and looked at that. Uh, but okay, so we're going to go ahead and move on. Uh, I think Captain Marvel was a, a mixed bag for a lot of people. A lot of people didn't like it. They they didn't like the acting. Uh, they didn't like Captain Marvel being so um, forthcoming, uh, I, I suppose, maybe the word, especially in uh, Avengers Endgame. But what did you guys... I mean, did you guys like Captain Marvel? Um, are you like, eh, take it or leave it. You know, they would have won without her. But uh, moving on to March 9th, March 9th, 1955. There's a series, uh, Walt Disney television series called Disneyland. And this um, was to hype the upcoming Disneyland Park that would be opening up later on that year, about three months later, I think, four months later, four months later. Uh, but there's a, a the Disneyland television show airs uh, a segment called Man in Space, and this is the first of a three-part science factual series uh, that would also include. Um, Oh, I didn't write down the name of the other two shows, but yes, it is a three-part science factual series. Um, and but what was really cool about this is this would be used um, in creating support for a manned space project. So they actually, in fact, the very next day, President Eisenhower, Eisenhower contacts Walt Disney and asks for a copy of Man in Space to give to the generals at the Pentagon. So this was actually used. So a Walt Disney uh, show was used, I don't want to say as propaganda, but as a marketing, I suppose, uh, to help generate support for a manned space vehicle and project. So uh, I, I mean, that's as, I mean, when you're creating something where you're like, Oh, Hey, this is science fiction and this is what's going to be, you know, there's going to be space themed and, you know, Tomorrowland, you know, Tomorrowland is not, you know, supposed to be, I, I guess it could be, you know, reality, but it's, you know, science fiction, or I guess in this case, science factual, um, but when they use that to push for something that's actually, you know, for man to, you know, fly in orbit, that's pretty darn cool. March 9th, 1984, Touchstone Pictures releases the movie Splash, starring Tom Hanks and Daryl Hannah. Uh, not a, I mean, obviously it was, it was a, a big movie, but was the the significance of this was it was the first ever theatrical release for touchtone pictures which was um, a side project of uh, disney pictures to produce non-g-rated movies this would of course a couple years later you know release um who framed Roger Rabbit, and that would then be engulfed in the disney lore but yeah so uh, non G, you know, they didn't want to be like, Hey, Walt Disney pictures presents, uh, this movie about, uh, death and stuff like that. So they used Touchstone as a, um, a separate entity. And this was the very first ever theatrical release for Touchstone pictures. March 
1985. You guys know anytime something happens with Main Street Electrical Parade, Main Street Electrical Parade, the Tokyo Disneyland version, officially debuts at Tokyo Disneyland. Now, this was a exact copy, a carbon copy, if you will, of the Disneyland version of the Main Street Electrical Parade. So, um, this, the Disneyland, uh, the nighttime, well, I guess not really nighttime parade anymore because there's no nighttime parades, but um, the uh, Electrical Parade is um, a lot of fun. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I, everything over in, I, I think everything over in Tokyo is pretty much better. But anyway, uh, March 9th, 2006, it is the first time fans anywhere got a sneak peek of Disney Pixar's cars. Uh, they would uh, use this day to put out a sneak peek in, uh, at the parks, online, uh, I think uh, commercials and even the ABC super sign in New York city, New York city in times. So that the big gigantic screen in times square showing the sneak peek trailer of cars. So this would be the date, the first time that anybody got to see anything dealing with cars, obviously, except for the people working on it. Uh, March 9th, 2008, Disney's block party debuts at Disney's Hollywood Studios. This is one of my favorite Disney parades. I, is it? A, I guess it's. Yeah, it's a. I guess it's a parade. So it was, it was um, basically three segments. Um, it was like Bugs Life, Monsters Inc., and Toy Story, and the characters would come out. So it would uh, it would go, and then it would stop, and then the characters would get off their floats and dance, and then go a little bit more, and get off their floats and dance, and stuff like that. And then they would shoot these uh, Nerf balls into the crowd, and I used and I would go nuts for. I would be like knocking babies over and uh, pushing kids out of the way, and give me my Nerf ball. Uh, and I had a collection of these things in every color. And I don't know what happened to those things. Um, hopefully those kids got over it as well. But it was, again, one of my favorite uh, Disney parades, mainly because it was so interactive. So I guess that's, uh, you know, hey, get the crowd into it. Don't just pass them by. And um, yeah, uh, let's see where are we at. March 9th, 2019. Oh, 2019, 2012, John Carter released in theater. Speaking of movies, nobody watched. Uh, moving on, March, I mean, come on. Nobody, nobody saw John Carter, right? Okay, just making sure. Uh, there's like two people out there. Hey, I watched it. Mm, you didn't. Uh, March 9th, 2014, the Festival of Fantasy Parade debuts at the Walt Disney World. Has it, has it really been seven years since the Festival of Fantasy Parade debuted? Wow. This uh, replaced a long time of uh, celebrating and dreams. And they, you know, like they, it was this, before this, it was the same parade with like four different names. So we finally got a brand new updated Festival of a fantasy parade. Um, the one, one takeaway from this parade is uh, the mime Ulf from uh, Rapunzel, right? 
is in this big blow up thing. And I uh, was able to get my picture with him a couple times at the uh, run Disney races. So that's probably my biggest takeaway from the festival of fantasy uh, parade at the Walt Disney world. Uh, and then March night, I know where I was on this day, March 9th, 2019. I know where I was. I was at Disneyland when Tim Burton surprised guest um, at a, a sneak peek of the upcoming live action Dumbo movie. So they were playing the, you know, like a, a little five minute. Here's the first five minutes of Dumbo. It's like an extended, it was essentially like a, an extended five, 10 minute trailer. So, um, so they were playing this and if you went in, you know, you could watch it. But during one of the segments, Tim Burton uh, walked in and chatted with all the people there at Disneyland and even signed autographs and took pictures with them. I was not part of that group. I was part of the next group who did not get to meet Tim Burton and take a picture and get him to sign my live action Dumbo poster. So uh, not, I'm not bitter or upset or, um, you know, if you would have just went to the next one and then I didn't, I, I didn't spend the entire rest of the day stalking Tim Burton, wondering what part of, and then going over into Fantasyland to see if he would take pictures with the Dumbo attraction, which he did, which apparently I had just missed that too. So we're going to go ahead and move on to March 10th. <laughs> March 10th, 2008, following the debut of the Pixar Block Party Bash at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The very next day, a West Coast version called the Pixar Play Parade debuts at Disney's California Adventure. It, you know, it, it was there, it existed, although they didn't officially acknowledge it until March 14th. Hey, we, so we, we'll probably talk about that next week and this week in Disney history. But yeah, so two big Pixar uh, parades on each coast debuting on back-to-back -back days. And then March 10th, 2009, Disney officially launches D23, their official fan club. Um, the, uh, the debut includes a, a premiere issue of D23 magazine and uh, the announcement of this fan club, which I am a member and uh, they also have the D23 Expo event, which you do not have to be a member. A lot of folks think that you actually do have to be a member of D23 to be able to attend the D23 Expo. No, but you do get special privileges like chance to buy tickets first and stuff like that. Um, so if you are not a member of D23, there's a chance that tickets might not be available. I think is how it went. I don't remember. Uh, and then gold members got to um, go first and... Um, there's a Sorcerer's Club package. It's uh, it's convoluted. But anyway, become a D23 member. Uh, for those of you who do not know what D23 stands for, D23 stands for Disney 1923. 1923 being the year that the Walt Disney Company was founded by Walt and his brother, Roy. So 1923, D23. If you uh, aren't a member of the D23 fan club. I highly suggest it. And if you have never been to a D23 Expo, 
Uh, not sure when the next one is, obviously, because uh, COVID delayed the next one, which was supposed to be, I think, in last year in 2020. So they said they were going to push it back to 2021, but that probably is going to get pushed back to 2022 because there's been no word. So who knows when the next one is, but whenever it is, I highly suggest you go. Also, they have smaller D23 events in Florida during the alternate years called Destination D. So if you are in the Orlando area listening to me, I highly suggest whenever they mention the, the next Destination D that you go and, and come hang out with me and we'll watch all the uh, we'll watch all the, the breaking news. Uh, so we're going to move on to March 11th, March 11th, 1977. The Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh is released by Walt Disney Productions. Uh, this was actually so. Some people think that the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh was a was the first of the Winnie the Pooh movies to be released, like theatrical movies, and is actually a compilation of several Winnie the Pooh featurettes and shorts, including uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, which is probably the most famous of the Winnie the Pooh cartoons, uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree, and then Winnie the Pooh and Tigger 2. So you can, all those were, uh, you know, on the, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which would later on be the name of, uh, of a television series, right? The many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which my guest on the Milo Beasley show this week, Len Smith actually happened to work on the many adventures, the Winnie the Pooh. So cheap plug, check out the Milo Beasley show this week in my, I, you know what? I'll plug it more at the end. So anyways, move on. Uh, move, uh, uh, March 11th, 1983. Again, another Winnie the Pooh movie it's a featurette, if you will, Winnie the Pooh in a day for Eeyore. Uh, feature it is released ahead of the Sword and the Stone reissue. So Sword of the Stone gets re-released in theaters and Winnie the Pooh in a Day for Eeyore is included. On March 11th, 2010, we talked about the Disneyland Main Street windows, but this time the Sherman brothers, Richard and Robert Sherman, received their windows on the Disneyland Main Street uh, storefronts. Um, the Sherman brothers, uh, very famous, obviously very famous in the Disney, uh, community. Uh, they did the song for small world, they the Tiki room. And if you've seen saving Mr. Banks, you will know the names Richard and Robert Sherman from Mary Poppins. Woo. Mary Poppins. I've actually saw that, the, uh, Richard Sherman, um, at the was it 60th yes the 60th anniversary of disneyland um he was there hanging out uh and um and just in the crowd you know being being really really cool uh, and then march 11th 2019 we mentioned tim burton was at disneyland a couple days ago um up you know promoting the live action dumbo and that's because Dumbo would have its world premiere in Los Angeles this day, March 19th, or March 19th, March 11th, 2019. 
stop looking at the numbers too quickly. So March 11th, 2019, so just two years ago, live action Dumbo has its world premiere. Uh, March 12th, March 12th, 1946, happy birthday to Frank Welker. Frank Welker, uh, very famous voice artist known for his work in Transformers, Scooby-Doo, and a plethora of Disney cartoons, too numerous to name off the top of my head, or even have a, a list. I mean, I have a list, but um, it's it's quite a bit. So happy birthday to Frank Welker. Side note, cheap plug, head on to the YouTubes, look up GalaxyCon Frank Welker or GalaxyCon Transformers, and you will see <laughs> my Q&A with Frank Welker on the YouTubes. All right, moving on. That was really, I just wanted to do the cheap plug. I, who doesn't love a good cheap plug? March 12th, 2012, I know where I was. Soft opening for the new storybook circus area of Fantasyland, or I guess new Fantasyland as the area was expanding. This place, this would um, replace Mickey's Toontown Circus, or uh, fair. And uh, so yeah, new storybook circus area, debuts on this day there's a couple meet and greets let's see it's goofy donald minnie and daisy back there uh goofy's coaster is back there they moved dumbo so yeah they moved the dumbo rides now now there's two dumbo rides um and a giant store which actually is not open right now there's also a little play area with a little splash pad for kids when it gets hot um, and a train station, which actually doesn't operate right now. So we're going to go ahead and move on, uh, March 12th, 2020. So just last year it is that the Walt Disney company announced it was going to close Disneyland resort. This would be the first closure of Disneyland since 2000 or, uh, yeah, September 11th, 2001. So, um, I mean, uh, it was on an, you know, they obviously didn't know how long it was going to be closed for it's still closed. So we are coming up on one year closure for the Disneyland resort. March 12th, 2020 was also the last time that I attended the Walt Disney world before it would close down on March 16th. Uh, we'll probably be We'll probably, we'll definitely be talking about that next week. So yeah, so March 12th, 2020, four days before the park closed. And I didn't even know Walt Disney World was closing. You know, like I knew I, there were rumblings about Disneyland and that wasn't even until later in the day because, you know, they're on uh, the other coast. But I had gone to Walt Disney World, went to Epcot, and then I got home and all heck was breaking loose on the Diz Twitter. Which brings us to the last day this week, March 13th, March 13th, 1928. This is the day that Walt Disney rides his, that takes his famous train ride back from New York City, New York City to California. And he would stop off in Kansas City and so uh, again, we, we talked about it last week, but we can, for those of you who didn't listen um, or, you know, you know, maybe I can expand a little bit more. So uh, Walt Disney uh, had the character Oswald, the lucky rabbit. 
it was uh, due to a shrewd business deal that Walt Disney did not own the copyright to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. And then uh, Walt traveled uh, to New York to meet with Charles Mintz, uh, who's a, a cartoon uh, distributor who owned, who ended up owning the rights to Oswald. Uh, on this train ride home, Walt decided he did not want to share any control with, uh, with anybody, with any comic or ca cartoon distributors. He wanted a character that he owned outright. And it was on this train ride home from New York to California that he came up with Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse would be a character that he and Walt Disney Studio would own outright. So again, we, we mentioned just a couple of days ago, Walt Disney hands over the last Lucky the Oswald. Right? So like uh, that wasn't the day that it was, that was, you know, when we mentioned Oswald skyscrapers before, that wasn't the date that the um, cartoon was released. That was the last, that was the date that the cartoon was completed and handed over. He handed over that, could not come up with a deal with Charles Mintz, wanted to create his own character and came up with Mickey Mouse. Um, that was probably, that was not good. We're not going to do that again. So, <laughs> uh, yes, March 13th, 1928. Walt's train ride creates Mickey Mouse. And now we have Walt Disney. So remember, it all started with a mouse. Uh, March 13th. I should have just, I shouldn't even have anything else, right? I should just have ended the week on that. But since I wrote more stuff down, we're going to go ahead and talk about it. March 13th, 1969, Disney's Love Bug is released. Who doesn't like Herbie the Love Bug? Remember when Herbie was part of the Lights, Motor, Action um, show at, uh, at well, was it? I, yeah, it was probably Hollywood. Stu but it was Hollywood Studios by the time it, it showed up. Yep. So, uh, yeah, it was part of the, the Lights, Motor, Action, which I love the Lights, Motor, Action show. But, yep, Herbie the Love Bug released. This week, 1969, March 13th, 2000 and 2000, uh, <laughs> the Omnimover mobile uh, vehicles are removed from the Horizons building at the Epcot Center. Omnimovers, those vehicles also created by Bob Gurr, who we talked about receiving his Disneyland Main Street window. So, you know. We start the week and we end the week with Bob Gurr. Um, Horizons building no longer there has been since replaced by Mission Space at the Epcot Center. March 13th, 2005, the Walt Disney Company directors choose uh, President Robert Iger to succeed as CEO for Michael Eisner. So uh, Walt Disney President my, uh, Robert Bob Iger has been chosen to replace Michael Eisner, who celebrated his birthday this week. That's not very nice, man. That's not nice at all. Like, wait till like another, like, you know, give it a couple more weeks. Do it in April. Uh, March 13th, just a couple more things. March 13th, 2009, the
the paradise pier sign on California screaming roller coaster illuminates for the very first time this night. The, the, the light was actually installed the night before. So the, if you've been to DCA or if you've seen pictures, there's a giant sign that says paradise pier. It's all lit up. I think now it says Pixar pier, but you know, tomatoes, tomatoes. Uh, but, uh, yeah. So the, that's, uh, put up the night before and uh, it is operational the next day. I, that was what, 12 years ago? It would probably take 12 years for something to get working like that now. Uh, and then the last thing for this week, March 13th, 2015, very controversial film. Not really, but some people, I mean, you know, I say controversial, not because there is any controversial uh, content, but because, you know, a lot of people don't like the live action remakes, but the live action remake for Cinderella was released on this day in 2015. I did see it in the theater. I saw it as part of a Disney Parks blog meetup. So I did see it for free. Would I have spent money to see Cinderella, the live action? I'm going to... I'm going to plead the fifth on that one and wrap things up for this week in Disney history. And as I mentioned, yes, check out the Milo Beasley show this week as I have artist Len Smith on the other side of the microphone. Len Smith responsible for the creation of Toontown and who framed Roger Rabbit. Also responsible for many of your Disney afternoon favorites, including uh, some of the Tailspin characters, uh, Don Carnage, Kit Cloud Kicker, uh, and responsible created Bonkers. So yeah, definitely, definitely check out this chat at the very next uh, Milo Beasley show. So that'll do it for this week in Disney history. Thank you very much for hanging out with me this week and, you know, do that thing where you go and you tell your friends and, you know, share and be like, Hey man. So there's this dude who talks about the things that happened in this week in Disney history. So thank you very much for hanging out and we'll see you next week.